This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we'll show you how to go from employee truck driver to savvy business owner. And we'll do it together because we're starting our own trucking company, Holland Assets. So you'll get a front row seat through the whole process. Together with some experts in the field, we'll teach you how to set up a business, buy a truck, get your DOT and MC numbers, get insurance, and a lot more. Thanks for joining us. Welcome everybody to Holland Assets. This is episode 18. I am Craig Hanks, your host, and over there with the silky smooth voice. <laughs> it's Chris, <laughs> the the face for radio. Something like that. <laughs> well, it's a beard for radio anyway. Uh, all right. So today, Chris, we are going to be covering what to do with the profit that we talked about in the last episode. So if somebody is just joining Holland Assets, or if you skipped episode 17 for some reason, go back and listen to it. I think it'd be a good idea to listen to 17 before yep. you listen to this one. Absolutely vital. You can find all of our episodes at hollandassetsllc.com. You can check out full show notes. You can follow along with the notes that we have, especially for an episode like number 17. Today, we're going to be continuing on with our discussion of that profit and loss statement and what to do with the profit, uh, well, or loss, I guess. We could talk about that too. Uh, but Look, we're going to be talking about. We don't have to. Well, yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> thank so goodness far, for your numbers. Keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> so that is today's topic. Uh, now, uh, look. There's a. Have you heard of TLDR? Too I don't long, think so. Too long didn't read. It's an internet <laughs> thing, right? So the TLDR for this episode is: have fun in Vegas, everybody. As soon as you make some some profits, uh, just head down, hit the slots. You'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think that'd be a good idea. Oh, I, I was actually in Las Vegas this morning. Oh yeah, yeah. Driving back from Vegas today. Driving, yeah, well, from I I I dropped off a part of a load in Las Vegas and dropping the rest off of it of it off actually tomorrow morning here in Salt Lake. Speaking of which, before we get to our topic at hand. How are things going out on the road? Anything interesting happen in Good. the last week or two? Yeah. So like uh, actually on this trip, something kind of interesting happened. So I, this load that I'm on right now, I picked up in um, Virginia, kind of right on the border of Virginia and North Carolina, and then, you know, headed back to Vegas. So I was going um, west on I-40 forever. And a couple days ago, we're, we're, we're right to the point where um, Hurricane, um, is it Dorian? Is that oh, how you say no, no. it? I think it's Dorian, um, is, is not too far away from hitting landfall. And no joke, one day in about a five-hour stretch, I, and, and this is no exaggeration, this may be even understating, I bet in a five-hour period, I passed 500 of you know, the, the big trucks that mm -hmm. repair electrical lines, oh, okay. all headed east. Wow. All, they must be pre-staging getting ready to fix all the power lines that go down when the hurricane hits landfall. It's kind of like, it was literally like every couple of minutes, a group of five or a group of 10 of them would just be passing heading east. Like every couple of minutes, like it was, it was nuts how many of them were. So I guess the uh, municipalities there must contract with, they at, must, you know, out of yeah. state uh, or a FEMA thing or it, something. Uh, I mean, it could be. Yeah. They, there was a whole crap load of them. So as a, as a, an owner operator, a sole truck operation one truck operation would you ever have an opportunity to caravan like that uh with other drivers would you ever have I, a reason to i don't know that you necessarily have a reason to but they would you know like fema things like that you can get on those fema contracts when you know they're responding to a natural disaster or things like that okay. any size trucking company can do it okay gosh anything else to share from the road before we get started um let's let's uh, jump into it okay well let's talk about money Chris, this is my favorite subject. It's everyone's favorite subject, quite frankly. So 
Uh, tell me a little bit about, set, set up our discussion today about what to do with your profits. Okay. So before we, we get right into the meat and potatoes of this discussion, I kind of, I want to use a story to relate to, you know, what I think is probably one of the most important episodes in, or, you know, one of the most important things you can do in a, in a trucking company. You know, and, and I really feel like this particular episode is probably one of the most important that you need to listen to. And, and really learn and understand the principles that we're going to talk about in this. So, you know, at a certain point, our listeners are going to stop believing us. Do we say that every time? We say do that I say that every time? Uh, at least yeah, 50% well, of I our think, episodes. I think I'm pretty important. And I think <laughs> everything I say is pretty important. Oh, well, that's clear. Just ask my wife. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I want to start off with a, a study that a Stanford professor named Walter Michelle um, did back in the 1960s, 70s. And it's a really popular study, really interesting. It's called the marshmallow effect. And basically what he did is he took kids that were between the ages of about four and six years old. He would sit them in a room by themselves and give them a set of instructions. And basically what he would do is he'd, he'd put a plate in front of them with one of those big marshmallows, you know, those marshmallows that you'd shove in your mouth and sure. get all sticky when you're a kid. It, when I was a kid, right. Still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can see that in you. <laughs> anyway, he, what he would do is he'd give them instructions that he'd give them that one marshmallow, set it down in front of them. And he would tell them that if they would not, they could either eat that marshmallow right then, or if they would wait 15 minutes, he would let them eat that marshmallow and give them a second marshmallow. And so then what they would do is they'd leave the room and then, you know, they have cameras in the room and you could, right. you could, they, they'd watch and they'd, they'd wait for 15 minutes and see, you know, which of those kids would eat the marshmallow and which one, which of them would kind of have the self-discipline to wait and get that second marshmallow so they could have two. Um, and, and if you ever want to entertain yourself, people have tried to replicate that or have replicated that experience. You can go on YouTube and, and watch days oh, I, worth of kids trying not to eat marshmallows, licking them, you know, taking little tiny <laughs> bites out of them. It's, it's kind of, it's pretty hilarious. We've, we've replicated this in my home. I've got <laughs> two kids and yeah, it's, it's a thing. It, yeah, it is. It's a good thing. So anyway, um, what they ended up doing with that study, they followed those kids throughout their, their lives. And they found that the kids who resisted that second marshmallow were much more successful later on in life in a lot of different ways. And one of the biggest ways is they, they had a tendency to score higher SAT scores and, you know, a, a lot of things. And so it's, you know, being able to have that temptation to resist that instant gratification for something bigger and better down the road is, is really a big thing in life. Yeah. And I think the lesson here would be clear what you're getting at for our listeners would be Delayed gratification, right? Is that what we're going for? D with delayed this? gratification and and really waiting, you know, making a, a sacrifice or putting off an, a pleasure right now for something even bigger and better in the future. And so basically, you know, I've made a little bit of profit. And so what do I have in front of me right now? I've got that one marshmallow. I, I've got a marshmallow. I can I can gobble that profit up right now and go, you know, buy something really fancy. Or um, if my wife had her way, she'd just take it and go find something to buy. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm kind of at a crossroads. I've got two choices. I can consume that marshmallow, consume those profits, or I can hold off and use those for something else and, and hopefully get something bigger and better down the road. Well, I got a question for you, Chris. I am not 
a marshmallow saver. Okay, I, <laughs> I eat that, you I'm eat. gonna eat that marshmallow every freaking time. You're not even gonna nibble at it. You're just gonna shove it in your mouth and <laughs> uh, down it. It's not that I have no self control. It's just <laughs> I just love marshmallows. No, but what would you say to somebody who says, you know what, I've I've never been good at that. That's never been a skill of mine. Does this disqualify me from you know owning a business? What What do you suggest that's a, to somebody like that? That's actually a good question because one of the and and one of the authors of this study um, actually addresses that. And he said that that ability to, you know, have good willpower and self-control is something that's teachable. So there are concepts that you can learn and you can get better at over time. You know, I think about me as a teenager, you know, Chris is a teenager versus Chris now. Yeah, I'd, rather, I had I'd no, rather not think about that. <laughs> I had no self-control when I was a teenager. I'm, you know, I remember, you know, early on in life and, you know, probably just before my twenties, going out and spending every last dime I had and going into debt to buy a sweet sound system for my old piece of crap pickup truck. Obviously. Yeah. Yes, we all knew. This, was, uh, this would have been the 90s, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Subwoofers were the all the big rage. Big subwoofer, yeah. yeah as big sure. as you could fit behind the seat. And you even you couldn't even slide the seat back no, all the way because it, it was so big. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, you know, I, I did dumb stuff like that was a, as a kid. And, and I feel like over time I have developed that self-control and gotten better and better and better at it. And so it's, you know, just because you maybe haven't been so good at it in the past, doesn't mean you can kind of change those habits and, and learn that and develop that and, and really make it a strength over time. Yeah. Uh, now do we want to get into those tactics of how to develop that? Or do you want to talk about the nitty gritty of how much somebody should be saving. Let's talk about the next? nitty gritty. Let's talk a little bit about how much um, you should be saving. Okay. And for what purposes? Because we've talked about there are all these line items, especially in your expense columns. Uh, sorry, in your expense column, you've got all these line items for, uh, you know, insurance and repairs and maintenance and uh, on and on and on registration fees and whatnot. Uh, is this how you kind of divvy up the savings, like looking forward to the future, or do you? Ha is there a bigger, grander plan so even than that? There, there's kind of an even, even bigger, grander plan than that. So what I have done is I've decided there's basically um, about six categories that you really need to be saving for, for really to set yourself up to be successful. And, and I really think this is the thing that that creates a winner in a trucking company is somebody that really follows these habits and is disciplined in, the, in this way. So, you know, we talked a little bit about in some of the past episodes that, you know, when you were a driver and you were an employee for somebody, you know, all that earning that you made, all that money that came into your pockets, you could go and spend it. Well, you, you can't necessarily do that any, anymore. So one, one thing that I definitely recommend is that when you start your trucking company, you don't pay yourself any more than what you were earning prior as a driver. So you pay yourself that same driver wage that you were making before, but then the money that is the profit above and beyond that, that's what we're going to play with here. And that's what we're going to talk about. So I, I mentioned that there's, there's basically six categories that I think you should save for. And I've created a spreadsheet that I use to kind of track that and help me. Did. Of course oh, of I did. Course. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to bleep that out, right? Spreadsheet. You think that's a swear word? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I created a spreadsheet um, and I'm going to put it on um, Motor Carrier HQ's website and we'll link to it in the show notes. You can go to the show notes, learn a little bit more about these six categories in the show notes and also find a link to that uh, Motor Carrier HQ um, webpage where it has this. And in in and I go into, a t I've already created the webpage. We haven't posted it. It'll post about the same time this episode does, but it, it goes into a ton of detail about how you use it and and how to develop those habits and and 
how much to save. So, but we're, we'll, we'll cover that now too. So why don't we just jump right into the categories, those six Absolutely. categories. Okay, so the first one um, is, is probably one of the most important and can be neglected is maintenance and repairs for a truck. So, you know, you're gonna have months when you don't have any maintenance or repair issues with your truck, and then you're gonna have months that you do. So what I have, have done is I'm setting aside money every month that goes towards that um, maintenance and repairs. Basically, it's kind of like, I'm treating it kind of like a savings account. So I've done a lot of reading in the past and read a lot of literature that talks about how much fleets on average spend in that uh, maintenance and repairs category. And, and I've decided to use, based off of what I've read and studied and seen other people do, about 15 cents a mile. So, oh, that's interesting. So you've talked before about cents per mile paying yourself as the driver. Now you're kind of paying the truck uh, for the mileage it's it's going through. Yeah, and and on I think I want to say probably about three of these categories, if I remember right, are based off of how many miles you drive. Oh, interesting. Is going to determine how much money you save. And the spreadsheet that I created calculates all that for you. Okay. So the the operations and the function of that spreadsheet is all going to be on that website, um, but. For all intents and purposes here in the podcast, we're just going to basically talk about that. So I've decided 15 cents a mile, that's what I'm putting towards that uh, maintenance and repairs category. So let's kind of use an example on that repairs and maintenance category. So let's say I drive 10,000 miles in a month, which is you know a, a pretty common month. And if I'm saving it at 15 cents a mile, that means I'm going to set aside $1,500 for that month in maintenance and repairs. And, and if I had no maintenance or repairs issues in, in that, uh, that month, that's how much goes into that savings category for maintenance and repairs. But let's say I did $600 of maintenance on my truck in that month. So then what I actually do is I subtract that from the 1500 bucks. And so then I'm only going to transfer $900 because I had an actual expense of 600. I know I need to set aside 1500. I subtract that actual expense out of the 1500 and I just set aside the 900 and that spreadsheet that I've made kind of calculates that all for you, helps you figure all that out. So again, go to the motor carrier HQ website and you'll see kind of, I explain in, in really good detail how all that functions. So that's interesting. So you've got, you're setting aside that 600 bucks, let's say, you know, whatever the regular maintenance is, new tires, uh, you know, lube change, whatever. Um, now you've got 900 bucks to set aside. Is that that's going into a longer term fund for like catastrophic yeah, if something things bigger later on or, down the yeah. road. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yep. So it's not, it's not uh, month by month. Oh, well I only spent 600 bucks. So that's 900 to go blow in Vegas. No, no. Yeah. That's you know, you're not going to go throw that on the roulette <laughs> wheel. That's, okay. that's, you're going to, you're setting that aside because something's going to happen. I mean, that's, that's kind of one of the things you have to get in your head and it's changing that mindset again, is that you've got that 900 bucks that's just sitting there but you kind of almost have to treat it like it's money that's already spent that it's really kind of almost doesn't exist in the back of your mind that money can't exist you can't think of that as oh i'm i'm just going to use that as my pot of gold that i can go spend for fun okay so what's next what category are we tackling next so next is overhead um and i save about 4 cents a mile on overhead and overhead are things like in a in a traditional business overhead to be something like your rent that you pay, you just kind of your, your expenses that you have to pay just to operate your business. The, the biggest thing, one of the bigger things I plan on using that overhead category for is for my plates every year. You know, you have to pay your 
registration, which is, you know, it can vary depending on your state quite a bit, a thousand to 4,000 bucks just to register your truck. So that Yikes. that's one of the things that will go into that overhead category, you know, paying my account to prepare my taxes, probably another thing that'll go into that overhead category. There's probably some other things I'm, I'm not, haven't really thought of yet that might come out of that category as well. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, what else? What's next? Another good one is we've talked a little bit about insurance in the past and you've got your insurance renewal comes up every year. And as part of that renewal, you actually have to put down another down payment. Every year you're coming up with an insurance down payment. So this one I've decided just to set a flat amount aside, 500 bucks a month that will go towards my next insurance payment that I'll have to do sometime in April of next year. Because it is more predictable. It is a, it is more predict- predictable. And that $500 a month is actually kind of aggressive. So that'll, that'll translate into $6,000 in a year. Um, I don't anticipate having to do any more than about a $4,000 down payment, but I'm, I'm saving a little bit more for a couple reasons, just to kind of be a little bit more on the safe side. And then also if you can pay your entire insurance payment premium up front for the entire year, you save about 20%. They knock it like 20% off, which is, it's huge. I mean, you're talking like two to $4,000 in savings if you can pay it all up front. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do that the first year or the second year, but if I keep saving a little bit aggressive at some point, I'll probably be able to make that full payment right up front. And that's, that's, that's a big savings. This is you telling the guy in the lab coat, like, yeah, I can sit here and watch this marshmallow. Put two down. I'll watch two and then you give me four. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Um, now here's a question I've got the, we've talked about the truck kind of paying the truck, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the mileage, but that truck eventually is going to wear out. Are you setting up an account or a, you know, separate savings for the tr- a new truck down the road? Or are you using the existing categories we've already talked about and eventually using that? Nope. It's going to have its own category. So okay. for the, both the truck and the trailer, that's kind of the next thing is I'm setting aside $750 a month, either for my next truck down payment or my next trailer down payment. And that may be for a truck or trailer to replace my existing equipment, or I may decide, Hey, I'm going to grow this and I'm going to add a truck. And, and that, money can be used for that as well. All right. And uh, the last category that I can think of, you got to pay the man. You got to pay the man. This is the category none of us want to talk about, but it doesn't do any good <laughs> just to stick your head in the sand. So let's let's talk a little bit about the last category. Okay. So how much am I putting away for taxes? Taxes. Um, it, it's kind of, that's a personal question and probably something you should decide in consultation with your accountant. But I'm doing 20% is kind of a round number and you may not need to save that full, start saving that 20% right on month one or month two or month three. I think what really is the trigger of when you start saving that, that 20% in taxes is when the company is profitable for the year. So if you go into the show notes, you'll be able to see Holland assets balance sheet. And so there's a couple things I want to talk about on this balance sheet. And since we're talking about taxes, let's talk about this one first. If you look at the very bottom of the balance sheet, the the third row from the bottom is net income. And you'll notice my net income in May is a negative number. Right. And that's because in April, April was really the first month that I started. And, you know, March and April, I was spending a ton of money just getting everything up and started. And so that's why that, that number is a negative is because of all those startup expenses that, um, I put into the business. So you'll see that in um, June, that number goes down. So it goes from 6,000 to 5,000 something. 
And then in July, it goes down quite a bit. That's where I made that $4,000 in profit. So every time you, you make, every month you make profit, it, it adds to that net income amount where my net income starts out negative. It's going to increase it until it turns into a positive number. Now, once it hits that positive number, that's when you're going to start to owe taxes because that's when for the year you're making a profit. So, um, that's when I'll start saving. As soon as I hit a, that month where that number goes into positive, then I'll, that I'll save 20% of that net income amount and set that aside for taxes. Okay. That was kind of a long winded answer. No, that's fine. It's uh, this is the sort of thing that deserves a bit of detail, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. It's important. So the, the other big thing I want to talk about, so let, let's actually, let's kind of go maybe line by line real quick through this balance sheet. Well, can you define the balance sheet? Because this is different from the, the profit and loss statement that we looked at last week. Right? It is, yeah. And so you, your balance sheet is basically, for the simplest way to explain it, is kind of the net worth of the company. It's your assets plus your liabilities, and then that is what equals your owner's equity or essentially kind of how much that, that business is kind of worth. And so this is uh, this is a static document versus the ongoing P and L that you're it doing is, monthly. Yeah. And and the way your your balance sheet typically works is a lot of times you'll take a snapshot at the end of the month. So at the end of the month or at the end of the year, this is how many assets the business has. This is how much debt the business has. Then when you subtract the assets or the the debt from the assets, that's what shows you what your total equity is. Okay. All right. So now let's dig in. You said you wanted to go line by line through a few things. Yeah. So let's, let's real quick. So we'll just look at May and use kind of May as an example. So you see, we started the, the uh, month out in May with $6,781 in your checking account. So that's checking accounts, savings accounts, money that you have on fuel cards. That's all an asset. So you, you can kind of see all those assets lined out. I've got some petty cash. I have the savings account. And then you can see where I set up those savings accounts. And if you, you kind of go over to June, since there, I hadn't started putting money in them yet at the end of May, I started putting them in June. So what I've kind of done, and, and we may explain this a little bit more detail in a future podcast episode, but basically the, the mileage that I had in May and the profit, essentially kind of the profit I made in May, I moved that money into those savings accounts in June. Okay. So you're, you're kind of a, if it makes sense of a month behind a little bit in right. those savings. You, you're, you are. Uh, Cause you need to know how much money you made in May. Before you know how much you to need transfer. To know, right. And you need to know how many miles you drove in May before you can transfer that money. So I, I transfer, what I transfer in June is based off of the money and the mileage that I ran in May. Right. Now that makes perfect sense. So if you look at June, you can see that I added $211 into the um, miscellaneous savings account. In June, I didn't add anything into the maintenance account because that's the month that I did the repair from the the deer that decided to run into the side of my truck. You're never going to let that go. Never going to let it go. No, I can't. It hurt my pride too much. But then you can also see, so I added 500 bucks in the insurance down payment category, $750 into the truck down payment. And then if you go into July, you can see those accounts increased even more. And when we go into August and September, October, those are hopefully going to just kind of keep uh, keep increasing. Yeah. And before anybody's eyes glaze over, I just want to remind anybody listening, go to hollandassetsllc.com, check out the show notes, follow along. Yep. Uh, just like the last episode, make sure that you're following along so that these numbers make sense. I mean, you can listen to it first, but then 
you know, definitely go check it out and listen to the episode again with that stuff in front of you. Anyway, sorry, go yeah, on, so Chris. You, you can see that there. And so I'll go into, in like I was saying, in a future podcast episode, we'll go into the nitty gritty details, like in QuickBooks, how I treat those accounts and how I make those transfers. We'll, I'll actually show you how I do all that stuff. But for today, we're just kind of trying to just trying to show the concept of how I'm doing it, kind of why I'm doing it. And then um, next time we'll go into really good detail of exactly how that stuff's happening. No, that, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. And so that'll be another episode to look forward to. The question I had for you, oh, sorry. It looks like you're pointing at something. You want to go on with we, these line items? We, we Yeah, let, let's just look at the next one real quick because sure. that'll finish off the assets. So yeah. kind of what we've covered so far for the most part are all those current assets. You know, it's your, like your cash or cash type things. <laughs> And then the next one, the big one is the fixed assets. You'll see that's 113 plus thousand dollars. That's the, the essentially truck the truck and trailer, truck yeah. and trailer. Yep. They're, and they're you both get to count those assets. as uh, assets, even if you're still paying them off. You do, because then you'll also list the liability, how much you owe down in one of those ah, next categories. Uh, tricky math people with your tricky spreadsheets. Yeah. yeah. Double, double, uh, what do they call it? Double entry accounting. Nice. Know, fun <laughs> stuff. Exciting. <laughs> Thrilling. Okay. So let's go on with it. Okay. Did you have another, do you have that question? Nope, it can wait. It All can right. wait. Okay. All right. So now we'll, we'll kind of go further on down and that's where you get into the liabilities and, and equity sections. So the liabilities, obviously that's like the debt, the, the things that you owe money on. So if you look at the end of May, I had an accounts payable amount of $3,218 and 95 cents. And, and what that is, is I, I'm just kind of to simplify things here a little bit for me, and you, you don't necessarily have to do this on your own thing, but I'm paying myself as a driver one time a month and I pay that, make that payment on the 15th. So that accounts payable is the wage I earned as a driver in May that I had not paid out yet, that hadn't actually left my account. That, that money will leave the account in June. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it, it's, it's essentially a debt that the business owes to me as the driver. And then if you, you keep going down, then you'll see the trailer loan, you know, a little over $41,000, the truck loan, a little over 52. So I only owe like a hundred, you know, $93,820. I mean, that's not much, right? Well, for a house. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, businesses, it's, it's pretty common to have a lot of debt. So yeah, that's the, those are the liabilities. Okay. All right. And so that gives us our total, right? The, yep, the 97, net. 97,000 roughly is the total liabilities that the company owed at the end of December or excuse me, May, then you'll see that goes down that, you know, every month after that, it just goes down and goes down because as we make those truck payments, as we make those trailer payments, that debt starts to go down. Right. And then the next piece is just the, uh, the owner's equity and the owner's equity is basically how much money, um, we put into the business to start it. That's where that, you know, that $32,100 comes in. That's that's uh, our initial and, investment. And that's what we talked about in that how much does it take to start a trucking company yep. episode, right? Yep. And then you'll that net income what we've lost actually gets deducted from that because we've lost money, but as as time goes on um and and as we start to earn a profit, that owner's equity is going to increase and we're going to hopefully increase our kind of share and and the worth of the company. Very good. Okay, so now let's talk about what these accounts are going to look like in the long term. If, let's say you're paying yourself, you said 15 cents a mile for maintenance and repairs, and 
say you you bought a real good truck. You you lucked out. You got a great truck, and you didn't spend nearly as much on maintenance and repairs as you expected to. And you know the other categories we can. You mentioned you're being pretty conservative as far as how much you're saving for uh, your insurance renewal, that sort of thing. And over time, these accounts are just going to get massive, right? You're going to have all this money saved up. Is that what we're looking at in the long term? Is just sitting on a giant nest egg, or is there something more not, that you not can necessarily? Do with that? I think I think for the first year, you kind of really need to stick to this. And then at the end of the first year, you'll kind of reevaluate those accounts and say, you know what? I feel like I've got enough money in my maintenance and repairs account. I'm going to stop putting additional money into it. So kind of what I would use as a gauge for that is what's the biggest expense maintenance and repairs wise that I'm going to have on this truck. What's you know, the and worst that might that could be, happen? Yeah. And it might be a blown engine and you decide, you know what, if I have, if I get an engine that blows, that, that needs to be completely rebuilt and it's going to cost me $30,000, then I, I want to grow that up till maybe about 30,000 bucks. And then once it hits 30,000 bucks, I, you know, I, I just only, set aside enough to cover the actual maintenance and repairs that I'm actually paying for. Right. Okay. And then, then you, you've just got more money that you can put in your pocket or use for something else or okay. do whatever but, you but want. But for that it. first year, it's all about I think for that first that year, it's building that up because 90% of the companies that go out of business go out of business because of cash flow problems, because they run into a big expense like that and they don't have the cash to cover it. And so if you want to protect yourself and you want to make a strong business, you've got to put that money aside. That's, that's what makes guys win in the trucking world is they, is their discipline like that. And they thinking, have that money thinking long-term thinking long-term. You got to think long-term. Now, let me close this out with a really, really basic question, Chris. Uh, I assume we're not talking about mayonnaise jars buried in the backyard. <laughs> uh, and then there's the other, we've talked about these different savings accounts. Is that literal? Uh, I remember when I was a little kid, my mom had the envelope system, right? Yeah, yeah. Put, put five bucks in this envelope for you know toys and five bucks in this for whatever. Is that the kind of principle we're talking about with savings accounts, actual yeah, so I'm, separate savings accounts? I'm, I'm lit, I haven't created separate savings accounts. You can do that if that's the route that you want to go, but QuickBooks can handle that for you. So I literally only, I've got a, a checking account at the bank and I've got a sa one savings account at the bank. And all that money gets transferred in that one savings account, but you can set accounts up in QuickBooks, like sub accounts of that savings account. So that's essentially what I've got a sub account that's maintenance and repairs, a sub account that is um, miscellaneous, a sub account that's overhead. And you can, you can transfer that specific amount of money into that specific sub account and it all falls under that savings account. And so the balance of, adding all those sub accounts together is what's going to be the balance that's in your savings account. And that's where, when I do that future podcast episode where I kind of really go into the nitty gritty of how it actually works, I'll show how I make those entries into QuickBooks so that you can track those individually pretty easily. Okay. Very good. That answers that question for me. Gosh, now I'm going to have to learn how to use QuickBooks. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. It's even, it's even more exciting than spreadsheets. You'll love it. <laughs> uh, okay on that note uh leaving leaving on a dirty word note spreadsheets we don't talk about those uh, all right so chris i think we are good on this topic then 
Uh, we've covered what you're going to do with the profits that you are going to make if you are disciplined and, you know, have good luck. <laughs> I guess that's part of it. Yeah, there, there's always a, a little bit of element of luck to it. But yeah, I mean, if you follow the the things that we've talked about so far up into this podcast, I really, truly, honestly believe anybody can make money. Yeah. But you, you've got to you've got to follow those principles. You can't go out and buy a $10,000 cheap truck that's going to cost you $3,000 a month in maintenance and repairs. It's just, it's not going to work. Uh, hopefully you're all listening. I'm talking to the listeners here, not you, Chris. Okay. Uh, hopefully I'll, you're I'll all listening my, to Chris. I'll turn my ears off. He's a wise man. And uh, we are uh, kind of wrapping up our, our spreadsheet conversation, but we are going to be talking next in the next episode uh, about something kind of fun. We're, we're going to be dipping into your military experience and gleaning a few business lessons from that. Uh, so that should be a fun episode. I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. We're going to stay tuned. I, I would say we're going to let our hair down, but the military doesn't really let you. <laughs> we're going to cut that. our, we're going to crop our hair short there you for go. the next episode. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we will see you for episode 19. Thanks everybody for listening. Don't forget hollandassetsllc.com to check out the full show notes. Don't forget to visit, visit us on Facebook. Uh, where you can check out some, uh, some very interesting posts that are going on right now, some good conversation going on at, in Facebook. Just go find Holland Assets there as well. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next time. See you later.